Whether working at local levels or at the central level, Xi Jinping has always paid great attention to the well-being of Taiwan residents. Promoting communication and exchanges across the Taiwan Straits and exploring integrated regional development are always on his mind. On December 15, 2008, the Chinese mainland and Taiwan officially started direct sea, air transport and postal services. The dream of having three direct links for people on both sides of the Taiwan Straits finally came true. Back in 1979, in its message to compatriots in Taiwan, the Chinese mainland proposed for the first time that transportation and postal services between the two sides be established, cross-strait trade be developed, and economic exchanges be carried out. In the following three decades, establishing three direct links was a long and arduous journey. Fujian province sits along the coastline in southeast China and is separated from Taiwan by a narrow strip of water. The closest distance between Xiamen of Fujian and Kimen of Taiwan is only about 1,800 meters. People from both sides can even see each other on a fine day. They are mostly relatives from the same clans and share common ancestors and therefore have long been hoping for direct transportation services across the straits. When Xi Jinping arrived in Fujian for his new post in Xiamen City in 1985, the effort to build three direct links between Xiamen and Kingmen officially kicked off. She encouraged the expansion of trade and people-to-people -people exchanges across the straits, he communicated and coordinated closely with relevant departments at municipal and provincial levels. People in business communities and specialists familiar with Taiwan issues and formulated and implemented many effective plans. The gap between the two sides of the straits was gradually narrowing. In January of 1987, residents from Xiamen and Qingmen set up fireworks to celebrate the Chinese New Year together for the first time. In October of the same year, the Taiwan authorities announced it would allow its residents to visit their families in the Chinese mainland. Prior to that, the channel of communication between the two sides had been closed for 38 years since 1949. The opening now also paved the way for establishing direct links across the straits. Chinese mainland and Taiwan were no longer cut off from each other. As more Taiwan people traveled to the mainland for family reunions, and more and more investors from Taiwan also came to the mainland to set up factories. After negotiating with different parties, Xi Jinping seized the historic opportunity to set up a pilot trade zone and a buffer zone on Xiyang Island of Fujian for direct exchanges and cooperation between the Chinese mainland and Taiwan. She also introduced a series of preferential policies to attract investment from Taiwan, which proved to be quite successful. As cross-strait trade and economic ties deepened, 
people from both sides increasingly longed for the establishment of direct links. That was also something that she had in mind. On the eve of Chinese New Year in 1992, she delivered a speech on radio, extending his New Year greetings to compatriots in Taiwan. During which he introduced progress made by Fuzhou in promoting the three direct links. He said, "The Fuzhou Airport is well prepared for cooperation with the civil aviation sector in Taiwan in opening new air routes." The Lianjiang County Post Bureau has sent letters to the Maozhou Telecom Bureau, suggesting both sides of the Taiwan Strait to establish direct mail and telecom links. The waterways between coastal areas in Fuzhou, including Maowei, Pingtan, and Huangqi, are only dozens of miles from Taiwan. There is every reason to establish direct transport links. He also appealed to the audience with his own vision and wish for a better connected future. If we have direct transport and trade links, people who have factories in coastal areas of Fuzhou can manufacture their products in the morning and sell them in Taiwan in the afternoon. Workers can go to work in the mainland factory in the morning and fly back to Taiwan in the evening. How convenient will that be? I look forward to that day," he said. The mainland proposal was responded with enthusiasm from Taiwan. Many social groups from the island travel to Fujian for exchanges and studies. With goodwill from the mainland, Taiwan authorities gradually relax its travel policies. The three direct links between the two sides began to look promising. However, things took an unexpected turn. In June 1995, cross-strait relations were sabotaged after the then Taiwan leader Li Tianhui visited the United States and made inappropriate remarks. The three direct links between the Chinese mainland and Taiwan, which had just taken a small step, were brought to a sudden halt. Even the level of people-to-people -people exchanges dropped quickly. What should be done next? Would efforts in three direct links be given up halfway? Local officials in Fujian, who had put in years of hard work on this, felt anxious and confused. Xi Jinping, then deputy secretary of the CPC Fujian Provincial Committee, went to the provincial Taiwan work office to discuss this issue. He made it clear that Fujian Province would remain committed to promoting the three direct links, and also called on relevant parties to take solid steps on the preparation work. This face-to-face -face discussion reassured everyone. And preparations for the establishment of direct links across the strait proceeded in an orderly manner. In the small hours of April 19th in 1997, Haitian port of Xiamen was already bustling with activity. Workers were loading cargo onto the Shengda container ship owned by Fujian Xiamen Shipbuilding. The sleepy harbor slowly woke up to the sounds of busy footsteps. While scattered lights broke through the morning mist, at 3:58 a.m., with the last mooring rope untied, the vessel, loaded with more than 20 containers, sailed for the port of Kaohsiung Harbor on the eastern coast of the Taiwan Straits. 
with the opening of the direct shipping pilot program across the straits, direct commercial vessels traveled across the Taiwan Straits for the first time in 48 years. In December of 2008, Chinese mainland and Taiwan welcomed a new era of direct exchanges in mail, transportation and trade across the straits. Over the years, Xi Jinping has been actively communicating with relevant parties to push forward cross-straits relations. In 2019, 40 years after the Chinese mainland issued message to compatriots in Taiwan, Xi Jinping again called for more cross-strait dialogues, exchanges and cooperation at a commemorative meeting. Only when dialogue replaces confrontation, cooperation replaces disputes, and a win-win mindset replaces zero-sum mentality, will cross-strait relations move steadily and progress far. We are willing to engage in broad exchanges of views with all parties, groups or individuals in Taiwan regarding political issues between the two sides and the promotion of China's peaceful reunification. She said that fellow Chinese on both sides of the Taiwan Straits are one family connected by blood that runs thicker than water. The Chinese mainland would always respect and care for Taiwan people and work to deliver benefits to them, as well as promote integrated development in all fields between the two sides. Xi Jinping once said, People's support is of the utmost political importance. Only by bringing together the people's support can their strength be pulled. In whatever position he has held, Xi Jinping always attaches great importance to communicating and cooperating with other political parties and people without party affiliations. He encouraged a free expression of views from non-CPC members and actively listened to them in order to pull wisdom and strength from all sides. He has also created favorable conditions for their work and supported them in personal progress. She says, these people are trustworthy friends who make up an important force in promoting social development. Members of other political parties and people without party affiliations form a great talent pool. Many of them have made outstanding contributions to the founding of the People's Republic of China. Many are specialists and scholars who are dedicated to China's modernization process Others include writers, artists and teachers who have made remarkable achievements in cultural and education sectors. These, in Xi's opinion, constitute a galaxy of talent. In 1990, when Xi took office as secretary of the CPC Fuzhou Municipal Committee, he initiated a series of symposiums with other political parties. The symposiums, held every three months at Yushan Hotel in Fuzhou, were later known as the Yushan Quarterly Talks. She attended every single symposium. At the beginning, everyone thought it was a perfunctory meeting and did not take it seriously. They soon discovered, however, that Xi Jinping listened quite attentively, not only taking notes, but also posing pertinent questions. 
What inspired the participants most was that problems raised at the symposium were worked out very soon. Some were resolved on the spot, others immediately delegated to the municipal authorities. Matters raised at previous symposiums were followed up in the later ones. She also directly solicited opinions and suggestions from other political parties on a monthly basis. All these greatly inspire the enthusiasm of members from other political parties to participate in political consultation and policy making. More and more of them got on board in the construction of socialist democracy. Some said, "The spring on Yushan Mountain is the spring of democracy." While working in Fujian, Xi Jinping became friends with many from other political parties. As he always treated them with great sincerity and respect, which in turn promoted the mobilization of resources for local development. Sun Xingfen was one of the members from other political parties whom she befriended in Fuzhou. Sun put forward many valuable proposals concerning port construction in Fuzhou. He recalled that she not only appreciated his professional opinions, but also cared a lot about his personal development. Xi Jinping sincerely cared and supported people from other political parties, and that's why I was perfectly happy to work till I was over seventy. I just wanted to contribute more. Many others share the same heartfelt feeling when recalling the old days working with Xi. Some said she has the sort of personal charisma to attract new friends and can pull strengths from various sectors to serve the people and the country. Some others said she has also provided much care and support for non-CPC members, and his sincerity has enhanced their confidence to strengthen unity and cooperation with the CPC. Looking at Xi Jinping's decades-long political career, navigating different interest groups and diverse ways of thinking has always been part of the job. He has proven to be an expert in communicating and coordinating with all parties concerned to form a concerted effort in realizing the Chinese dream. She says, "Working in unity is the path the Chinese people must take to create great historic achievements." You've been listening to stories of Xi Jinping. In episode nine, we will get an idea of how Xi Jinping won people's trust and respect while serving the public throughout the decades. <laughs>